On Monday, the giant drug company Pfizer shared some big news about its COVID vaccine. In a surprise announcement, the drug maker Pfizer said its vaccine is 90% effective. 90 plus percent efficacy rate. That is pretty good stuff. Now expecting to seek emergency FDA approval this month. This is a really big deal. It's sort of a milestone in this global search for an effective and safe vaccine. Our colleague Jared Hopkins covers Pfizer. We've been in this sort of slog or search for several months now, and we're in the final step of this clinical trial. But there's still a long road between having an effective vaccine and getting it to hundreds of millions of people. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leimbaugh. It's Tuesday, November 10th. Coming up on the show, Pfizer is on the brink of having the first COVID vaccine. What has to happen to get it to the world? episode is brought to you by Natrol. Natrol is America's number one drug-free sleep aid brand, helping you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. Natrol melatonin gummies are made with clean ingredients like 99% pure melatonin to work with your sleep cycle, helping you sleep better, making the next day your best day. Natrol. Sleep tonight, live tomorrow. Shop now at Natrol.com. This product helps with occasional sleeplessness. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent diseases. Early results from Pfizer's vaccine trial show that it's more than 90% effective. And that's a lot more effective than the government needed it to be. It really is much, much higher than what was expected going into this. The FDA has said that it's not going to authorize a vaccine unless it's at least 50% effective at preventing COVID-19. The vaccine exceeded the expectations of what the company was expecting to see. 90% is higher than what sort of infectious disease and researchers and scientists thought that that we were going to see. Yeah, Fauci said on our show that he would be satisfied with a vaccine that was 75% effective. Yeah, it's really sort of caught people by surprise. Monday's results come from a phase three trial. What happens during a phase three vaccine trial? So the phase three vaccine trial is sort of the last step before a vaccine might become licensed and and approved and available for millions of people to take. This is the big step to see whether or not it works. To make sure it works, phase three trials give the vaccine to thousands of people. The Pfizer trial is enrolling about 44,000 people. Johnson & Johnson's phase three trial is about 60,000 people. Moderna's is about 30,000 people. Now, these are really, really large. So these trials are really big because if you think of it like gambling almost, you sort of want to increase your odds. And so if you expand the number of people who might become sick, that will only make it a better chance of you getting to that point of seeing whether or not the vaccine is effective. Here's how it works. 
Scientists give healthy volunteers the vaccine, or a placebo, and then wait to see if any of them get COVID out there in the world while going about their daily lives. And then the scientists look to see whether the sick people were given the vaccine or the placebo. In Pfizer's trial, how many people got infected with COVID? So, so far, we have 94 study participants who became sick with COVID-19 and developed at least one symptom. So when you think about a more than 90% effective rate and you have 94 cases, this means that most, if not even all of the 94 sick patients received the placebo. Okay, so the Pfizer vaccine is 90% effective. How close is Pfizer to being able to apply for FDA approval for this vaccine? So we're still a few weeks away from any potential emergency authorization being filed by Pfizer. The FDA is calling for Pfizer and any other vaccine maker to have two months of safety data on at least half of its study participants. Pfizer doesn't have the safety data collected in its study participants that the FDA wants at this point. Pfizer expects to have that sometime during the third week of November, so later this month, and has said after that point, they shortly plan to file for an emergency authorization. And if all goes according to plan, when would Pfizer's vaccine get approval? So it's potential that that could happen in November. If they filed in November, it's more likely that that would come next month in December. But we are talking about days and weeks until we get the first COVID vaccine. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I mean, if you step back and think about this, you you know, this is really unprecedented, you know, to have a vaccine that's ready for submission to regulatory authorities in less than a year. Every doctor or infectious disease specialist I'm talking to is just, you know, before they want to talk about anything about this vaccine, they want to just talk about how incredible the the progress has been in this space from all these vaccine makers so far. Experts are also optimistic because so far there haven't been any major safety issues with Pfizer's vaccine trials. But there are still a few things they will be watching for. We still don't have data on how long any of this apparent protection might last. We don't have long-term safety data. So there are things that are important factors in terms of vaccine efficacy and safety that, that we're still waiting for. But the plan is to give people the vaccine before those long-term effects are known. When do you think we could see mass vaccinations for Americans? So a lot of experts are saying sometime in 2021, possibly even the summer of 2021, there's a number of things that are going to determine that and sort of influence that. One of which obviously is when will a vaccine be authorized by regulators? But another important issue is availability and vaccine supply. Pfizer and other companies are ramping up to make supply. The next step is distribution of its vaccine and getting it out to the world. And Pfizer's distribution plan is unlike anything the world has seen before. That's after the break. 
This episode is brought to you by Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync so that even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, giving ambitious companies like yours the precision, control, and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at mercury.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. Pfizer is very close to releasing the COVID vaccine it developed with its partner, BioNTech. But before millions of people can be immunized, the company has to overcome major logistical challenges. In order for Pfizer to make and distribute this vaccine and pull this whole operation off, they have had to undergo a sort of Herculean effort at making the vaccine and figuring out how they're going to get it into the arms of people. Pfizer has been manufacturing this vaccine and has been buying raw ingredients to make the vaccine without even knowing whether or not the vaccine works. It's a monstrous effort that's involving multiple facets of the company coming together and focused on this sort of operation. At the center of this massive effort is one very particular problem. One of the biggest challenges with these vaccines from Pfizer is that they need to be stored at very, very cold temperatures, sub-zero temperatures. Pfizer's vaccine has to be stored at minus 70 Celsius. So they have created a special container if you think of it, it's kind of like the size of a suitcase or something like that, to hold a few thousand doses of vaccine. And it's temperature controlled to keep it cold. And then it can then go around the world. And then when it arrives somewhere, hospital workers or doctors or nurses will then open it up and they'll have the vaccine and it will be the right temperature. And then that container can serve as a sort of temporary storage, a temporary freezer for these hospitals, because not every hospital has minus 70 cold storage capability. In fact, it's not a very common sort of capability at all. Right now, Pfizer has all of those sub-zero containers in storage waiting to be shipped out. What do these distribution facilities look like? So they have outfitted these things to look like a football field full of freezers. They're sort of lines and rows of freezers that are super cold, sub-zero, that can hold these vaccines temporarily or until they're ready to go out and uh, be shipped around the world. They call them freezer farms. Freezer farms? Yeah. The concern is that if you have a working vaccine, like Pfizer might have once it gets authorization, 
you want to make sure that the one thing that's not causing a bottleneck is a lack of freezers. This is starting to sound like a sci-fi movie. Freezer farms and like these specialized suitcases to distribute this vaccine all around the country. I mean, it seems like otherworldly. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is sort of uh, very unique, right? I mean, we haven't seen anything like this before. We haven't seen a sort of a worldwide movement to get a mass vaccination ever before as quickly as is going on right now. Another huge concern for Pfizer is protecting the vaccines from thieves. These vaccines, whether they're Pfizer's or whether they're other people's, these are coveted commodities. Any vaccine, when it's rolled out, when it's approved or authorized, is going to be in limited supply. And partly because of that limited supply, these vaccines are going to be sought after. And there is concern, anyone from organized crime to simply people who sort of want to get ahead of the line for a vaccine will try to get their hands on these things. Organized crime? Are we talking about, like, the Italian job here? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know the specific players uh, involved uh, just yet. But, yeah, I mean, security and, and the pharma industry is, is a big deal. Some of the things drug makers have said they will do to throw off criminals include sending out dummy trucks with fake vaccine loads, having U.S. Marshals escort the shipments, and putting GPS trackers on the cases holding vaccines. Okay, so this massive undertaking must be costing a lot of money. How much has Pfizer invested in the development and distribution of this vaccine? Pfizer spent around $2 billion so far on its vaccine R&D distribution program, really all of its efforts. They haven't accepted any government funding like some of these other companies for R&D or manufacturing. They've stayed largely independent and away from that. Why are they issuing government money? So the main reason that Pfizer's given is that they don't want to have any strings attached. They've said that, you know, sometimes when you deal with government funding, you might be held to different rules or, or different sort of requirements. And they want to make sure that they operate as quickly as possible and they don't want to get slowed down by anything that, that the government might demand. But Pfizer is relying on governments to buy its vaccine. The U.S. has ordered 100 million doses. And this week, the EU is finalizing an order for 300 million. Does the announcement this week about Pfizer's vaccine mark the beginning of the end for COVID? We're certainly not at the end of the pandemic. It's a big first step in making a vaccine available, potentially to the world. But every expert that I speak to about Pfizer's vaccine, no one is saying that this is going to be the silver bullet that saves all of us. And precautionary measures such as mask wearing and social distancing are going to remain a part of our lives and our efforts to stop the spread of the virus for the foreseeable future, even if this vaccine from Pfizer is rolled out. That's all for today, Tuesday, November 10th. 
The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. We're off tomorrow for Veterans Day. See you Thursday.